the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Southern California Live. And we are live in this brand new year, 2022. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. It's great to be with you today. And uh, I hope that you've had a wonderful holiday. We'll get caught up on a few things as we begin this new year together. I'm looking forward to starting it off with you. It's such a great uh, pleasure of mine to be with you here in the afternoon. Did you get away? Did you get any chance to uh, take a break and get away? Um, we didn't like all of our plans got uh, COVIDed. Is that a, is that something that just got canceled? I'll tell you more about that maybe next hour. And uh, but did you get away from the big city during the holiday break? I hope that you did. Um, it's great to get out somewhere else, especially if you can get to another state. Go somewhere rural if you're a big city person. Reminds me of a story about a woman touring a farm in rural Texas. And she asked the farmer, Mr. Why doesn't this cow have any horns? And the farmer said, well, ma'am, cattle can do a powerful lot of damage with horns. Sometimes we keep them trimmed down with a hacksaw. It doesn't hurt them. It's like fingernails. Other times we can fix them up by putting a couple drops of acid when they're young on the horns and they just don't grow. Stops them cold. Once again, it doesn't hurt them. It's just how it goes. And there are some breeds of cows that never grow horns at all. But the reason that that cow doesn't have horns, ma'am, is because that cow is a horse. All right, I'm here all week. In fact, I'm here all month. And uh, I'm excited to be here with you uh, most of the month of January. Not quite every single day on a program, but most of the time I will be here on the big Southern California live show. And I can't think of a better place to be with you be than to be with you here in the afternoons while you drive home. Get your work done in the afternoon at the office. Maybe it's a little bit of a drag, you know, to be back in the office. But uh, if you are, I hope that we pick you up a little bit, give you some positive things to think about. Maybe you're on your way to pick up the kids. Maybe you're waiting in line for your COVID test, or maybe you're just listening at home and enjoying the day. Whatever the case may be, I'm glad to be with you. I've got my coffee with me, as I usually do. I am enjoying it, the blessed brew of the believer, the nutrient of the new year, I would like to say. They say... That coffee keeps you away from COVID. And, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I can tell you this. To this, to date, I have still never had a COVID test. I've never had one. I just haven't had the symptoms, and I haven't been exposed in such a way where I needed to go get tested for one reason or another. So I still don't know what that's like. I would like to skip it, and I would like to believe that it's because of, of the wonderful gift of coffee. I don't know if that's true at all. A New Year's resolution for all of us, I think, is to not just believe something is true because we want it to be true or because we are just kind of hoping it's true. But especially for us Christians, pastors, and churchgoers, let me tell you something. This is what I want to talk about this hour. How can we become the truth tellers in our society? And I'm asking that question because you might say, well, we are the truth tellers. Well, we are when we're talking about the gospel and that we're saved by Christ and his death and resurrection and those things. But there are a lot of things that Christians say or do that are not coming across as truthful so often today. And this is what I think our New Year's resolution should be as Christians. We need to be known as the truth tellers in our society. Give me a call. Let me know what you think. You can join our program at any time. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number. 888 528 
888-528-2557. I want to encourage you to put that in your phone. Just have it right there in your phone. So if you feel like you want to call, it's just already programmed in. I mean, how many phone numbers do we even memorize today? There, I can call my wife. I know her cell phone number by heart. And I can call my parents. I could not call even one of my employees, the people who work for me. I just don't know. I have no idea. Luckily, I can just talk to my phone, and, and there it is. I don't know what I'd do. I think we're, a lot of us are in that same, that same boat today. Anyway, I'd love to hear about uh, your thoughts about how we can become the truth tellers. And the reason that I think we have a lot of work is that, number one, our reputation as believers, and I'm not talking about every individual or every church or every person, but you have to admit that there's some struggle going on. And you know what? We need to be talking about this because there is also struggle going on for every other institution, including our government. You can also email me, by the way, at SoCalLive. We have a new email address, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. You can email me right now at SoCalLive at KKLA.com if you want to do email. You can listen live on your radio app, on your drive home, or even on your Alexa device. I want to encourage you to do that. You can get the app for this program. Did you know that? For anything on KKLA and KPRZ, just go to those websites, kkla.com, kprz.com. A great New Year's thing to do is to get those apps on your phone. We're also on iHeartRadio. If you got that already, and you can just say to Alexa, Alexa, play KKLA, and it'll do it. So here's the deal. We need to be truth tellers. And you, we should be that anyway. But it's more and more difficult because so many of our institutions cannot be trusted. President Biden gave a little speech today. Did you watch that? He had this set up. There's this fake White House thing. I keep meaning to really look into why they have this. Have you seen this? It looks like he's at the White House, but he's not. It's a set. It's a television studio. I have no problem with the fact that they built somewhere a White House television studio. It probably makes more sense. The White House was not designed for television. It's very small. There's not a good place to do it. Um, but this just got revealed. And the, the weird thing is, is that they were portraying it for so long as actually the White House. And I think they got caught because after the, the seasons turned and Biden was sitting there in front of the, the windows there, the Rose Garden was in full bloom when really there was snow on the ground or something. And people said, hey, I don't think that's right. So anyway, he gave this speech today from there. and He was begging people, begging people to go get their boosters and pointing out how uh, there's a whole lot of room for it, that we have plenty, plenty to go around. <clears throat> and that's fine if you want to do that. Um, but people aren't in a lot of big numbers. And one of the things that he said in the speech was about the unvaccinated. And he kept saying, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, I don't want to get into the issues of whether or not to do that right now. I'm trying to point out something here. The president says this. But did you know that even PolitiFact has said now for several weeks that that statement just isn't really true? If you go to Politi PolitiFact, it says this. It says, we fact-checked a similar statement by Biden in October when he said that people who are vaccinated for the coronavirus cannot spread it to you, which we know now to not be true. We found at the time that studies showed that a vaccinated person was less likely to spread the virus, but the risk was not zero. We rated Biden's statement as half true and therefore uh, that was before the Omicron variant. Omicron variant was named a variant of concern by the World Health Organization. At the time, Tara C. Smith, a Kent State University epidemiologist, told us that vaccination does significantly reduce transmission from vaccinated breakthrough cases, but does not completely eliminate it. That was the official statement in October. But a reader flagged Biden continuing to make those remarks, and they reached out again in December. 
and the understanding had changed. We found that there is not enough data on how many people caught COVID-19 from an unvaccinated person versus a vaccinated person, meaning they don't know. But scientists in general said that vaccinated people can also spread COVID-19. Bill Hanaj, I suppose is how you say his name, an associate professor of epidemiology at Harvard, said Biden's December statement is not accurate. We knew, he said, that vaccinated people could become infected with Delta and shed viable virus in large amounts. While data are emerging and not yet complete for Omicron, this appears to be even more the case for that variant. And I'm I'm pointing this out not even to criticize the president, except to say that, that people across the board are having significant doubts, not just people who are against President Biden, but even if you're in favor of you voted for him and you want him to succeed, hopefully we all want him to succeed. What we want him to do is turn it around. He's done a little bit of that. Maybe it's politically motivated, but uh, there's a little bit more coming out the past week that I thought was interesting. It's interesting that even Dr. Fauci pointed out that many of the kids who are in the hospital who have COVID were not admitted for having COVID. They were admitted, he said, for broken legs or for appendicitis, and then they give them a mandatory COVID test, and it turns out they have it, and then they get counted. The thing is, is that this is the first we're hearing from the administration on this, but this has been known for a long time, many months, probably over a year. I think we all kind of knew it, and then it got demonstrated uh, by some studies not too long ago. My point here is that our institutions in our country are not being trusted, that, that trust in our institutions has declined tremendously. And it doesn't matter who the president is. It was the same when President Trump was in office, and it was declining when President Obama was in office. We as believers have something. We have the actual source of truth and hope. We must be the truth tellers. And if I could say for the church, for all of us, to have a New Year's resolution Let's be the truth tellers. Let's become known for it. Can I get an amen? You can give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557, if you want to join the conversation. We need to be the truth tellers. That's what we need to be. It matters. It matters greatly. And the trouble is, is that we're not necessarily known for it. See, we need to be known for it. We're going to be hated for being the truth tellers, but we'll also be persuasive. And the truth is, is that a person is not persuasive about anything when they're not truthful about a lot of stuff or when they make judgments where they can't really base on any fact, but they base it on a feeling. This is a struggle for all of us in society. We have this problem in church. We have this problem with a lot of stuff. It's called truthiness. Stephen Colbert coined that, but it's an actual word now, truthiness. And it means the quality of seeming or being felt to be true, even if not necessarily true. And what it is, it's a hunch, and it's taking a hunch that we have about something, and maybe that hunch is informed by some information, but often that hunch is informed by our gut or it's informed by something that we hope turns out to be true. And then a problem that people do, and this is why we have so many conspiracy theories and some crazy stuff out there, is that we then look for other people who might have the same hunch, and we take their hunch as evidence that our hunch must be true when in fact their hunch is not any more viable than our own hunch. Sometimes your hunch turns out to be right. I mean, that happens, right? Sometimes there's a conspiracy theory out there and everyone says, ah, that's a hoax or conspiracy theory. And then it turns out to be true, right? Or at least maybe a more reasonable hypothesis than originally reported. An example of that would be 
the Wuhan lab theory, the idea that uh, COVID-19 has something to do with some lab experiments in Wuhan. And uh, when the president, when President Trump said that in 2020, everybody wrote it off as just a conspiracy theory and a crazy thing that he would say. And uh, but a year later, after he left office, suddenly that gained credibility among a lot of people. And the most recent investigation said that they're not sure. But that it's possible. And there's a lot of cover up. There's a lot of stories there. You know, there's something to, you know, certain things happen, but there's evidence there. There's something to go research. But very often our hunches are actually wrong. And when we stand on a hunch and we tell other people that they're wrong based upon our hunch, and especially when those other people are not basing them their opinion on a hunch, but they're basing it on facts and data, it gets us in a lot of trouble and it hurts our entire testimony. This concerns me greatly. And for all of us, as we think about this year, 2022, what's coming in 2022? I think we're stepping into this year with a lot of trepidation. Are you? I, you know, I am. Um, I'm hopeful, and I have a lot of optimism about this year. I have a lot of optimism about lots of things sort of getting sorted out, probably with uh, the virus and other things happening in the world, but I'm not too sure. It's an election year, and things get pretty screwy in an election year. We have that to look forward to. How can the church, Christians today, become known for truth-telling? Part of being persuasive is you've got to have a discipline, and the discipline is that you can be right later, that you might have a conversation with somebody or you might have an idea, and you might be correct. You might have a bunch of information saying you're correct, or you might not have enough data, but you believe that you're correct. Sometimes you can be right later because that information eventually happens. Eventually that information is gathered, the data is collected, and it proves you to be right or wrong or it causes you to alter your opinion. And it requires us to be patient, which, by the way, is a fruit of the Spirit, that we are patient. There are lots of stories out there this week that some of them are accurate and some of them are not. Bill Gates is out to kill humanity, apparently, and the evidence, and this has been a plan for uh, 20 years because there was a video game. This was out on social media this week. A video game by Microsoft and written by Bill Gates about demons pretending to be humans and harvesting their souls. And the game is called Omicron. And people were saying, this has been Bill Gates' plan ever since 1999 when this game came out that Omicron was going to come out and kill all of humanity. Stop saying that. It's not true. Do not post things like that. Bill Gates is not that smart. Bill Gates got rich because he was the first one to market a successful point-and-click application on a computer, and everybody bought it. That's why. Uh, Omicron is a real game. It was not written by Bill Gates. You can still get it online and play it, and uh, it's spelled O-M-I-K-R-O-N, but it has nothing to do with a virus. It has nothing to do with anything like that. It's just an old video game. But here's why this matters. These kinds of things matter for us as Christians. It's dividing the church. It's divided us as churches. I mean, think about it. it. That's something, it's called the great sort. You've heard about the great resignation. Everybody's leaving their jobs. Well, the great sort is happening within churches. We're, and in different, uh, different groups of people where people have different beliefs. The great sort is that people are just moving to different places, ne- neighborhoods, or different churches to hang out with people who already agree with them. And the problem is, is it's very difficult to have really good conversation to try to figure out what is true 
when everybody just agrees with each other and everybody nods and everybody says, okay, I guess that's true. And then you move on to the next thing, believing what you've just discussed is true, but there's nobody there to give an alternate opinion. And it's causing us to believe things that aren't true. This can't be us. This cannot be the church. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. You can join the conversation at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And we're talking about being the truth tellers and how the church needs to do this, especially in a time when all institutions are not being trusted. We need to be the ones who people turn to for the truth. Going on a recent survey, and this is 2019, so this is before coronavirus, the church was already dividing on issues like this. George Barna found that the share of practicing Christians had dropped nearly in half since 2000, and Gallup recently reported that United States church membership fell below 50% for the first time in eight decades. And the reason for this, the reason that people cite is that they don't think people believe what it is they're teaching in churches. Is this true? Is this kind of where we, we are as believers? I think one of the reasons for our program here is our program, we're, we're not a church. We are the radio community here in LA and San Diego and uh, greater Southern California. A lot of people listening from a lot of different churches and a lot of different backgrounds. We do not all agree on the political issues of the day. We all have various opinions about vaccines, COVID-19, all of those different things. But we have something greater that we are about. We are about the salvation and the hope of the world, in a world that seems kind of hopeless, in a world that seems like, gosh, you know, this year could be, could be rough. It matters. So why does it matter? It matters to the people in your life, too. The reason that the things that you say matter, the re- reason that you need to be truthful in your conversations, not only because the Bible asks you to be truthful, I'm going to read that in a second, but because you have a role as an ambassador of the kingdom of God. That's your role. If you are a Christian, your role on this planet and your role with the issues of our day, with the politics of the day, is to be an ambassador of Christ and to represent what is actually true. And the people who are going to listen to you mostly or the people who you have influence over, the people who actually are going to care what you have to say, those are the people in your life. Those are your coworkers. They are your classmates. They are your neighbors the people that you live in close, pro, close proximity to, the people you spend enough time with that you're going to have conversations with them, whether they're believers or not. See, you're an ambassador of Christ to them. What I want us to do together on our program is help each other become better ambassadors. And part of that is to understand that we've got to be the truth tellers, even if we're not sure what's true. You know, one of the greatest things that sometimes we can say is, is, you know what, I don't know what the answer to that is, or I don't know what's true. Or we say, you know what, I think this is true, and we state our opinion, but we don't argue stuff if we don't have the information. We just state that opinion, but we we make sure that we maintain the relationship. We make sure that we can state our opinions without breaking friendships, that we speak what is true or what we believe to be true. We make corrections when we decide it's not true or we're proven wrong. We're gracious when we're proven right even though it feels good to be proven right. We'd be gracious about that. Here's what the scriptures say about Christians being truth tellers. Ephesians 4. Scriptures have a lot to say about this, by the way, but Ephesians 4. Verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. 
In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer, but he must work doing something useful with his hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. There's a lot of stuff in there and a lot of stuff that people everywhere struggle with. Slander, rage, anger, forms of malice, unwholesome talk, all of those kinds of things. How can we do better? How can we be the truth tellers? When we come back from the break here in just a minute, there's an article in the New York Times today, in the morning newsletter, by a guy named David Leonhardt, and it's called No Way to Grow Up. And this is an area where I think we really need to pay attention as believers, because we have a call not only to be representatives of the truth, but to use what is true to serve the people around us. And this is about kids. It's about how kids are struggling because of all the shutdowns and everything going on with coronavirus. And this is coming from a newspaper that is you know, on the left and generally in favor of all the shutdowns and all the different things. It's a powerful thing. I'm going to share a little bit more with you as soon as we come back from the break. You can join our conversation at any time. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll be back in just a minute. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. It's great to be with you. You can join our conversation at any time. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. You can also email your thoughts to SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And we are starting off our uh, first live show of the, uh, the new year by making a news resolution, a resolution to be the truth tellers, the best that we can. And not in a way where we're just picking sides and saying our side is truthful, because that's one of the things that has become one of the greatest problems is that people on the left and the right, including Christians often, whatever it is that our people say on the left and right, that seems to be okay. Unless the other side says it, then it's not okay. And we do that in a lot of stuff. And there's far too many things that matter greatly. One of the things that I think many of us realized, we kind of knew right away, it was a big problem whenever we had these shutdowns, was when they closed down the schools. I remember thinking at the time, that's a mistake. If we know that kids aren't going to get it, what in the world are we going to do? And the schools, in the most, for the most part, shut down everywhere. I don't know about you, but I learned something. I learned as much as I think it is a great and noble task for you to be homeschoolers out there, those of you who are homeschooling your kids. It's not for everybody. Uh, It's not for me and my wife. We learned that. We thought, you know, we're smart people. We can probably do this. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a difficult time for our kids. And we weren't really homeschooling. I realize it's a lot different. They were doing the, the online thing where we basically said to the kids everywhere, hey, uh, why don't you try to get your schoolwork done and we'd like you to do your schoolwork, 
on this video game console. And we sat them down in front of their Chromebooks or whatever and said, don't watch the fun videos and don't chat with your friends and uh, don't look at memes and don't play any games. Uh, instead, pay attention to your English class and do your math. And uh, that didn't work too well. But worse than that, and something that is ongoing, and I'll tell you what, it as a parent, I have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old, soon to be a 13-year-old and probably a 10-year-old, although I'm trying to bargain with him not to become 10. Um, but I think he will, he will win out and become 10. My 13-year-old is already 26. That's kind of where he is in his head. When he was 8 years old, the first thing out of his mouth was, I'm halfway to my driver's license. Uh, and I thought, oh, great, James, glad that you're halfway to your driver's license. Now I'm suddenly in favor of self-driving cars. I didn't like the idea before, but now I'm all for it. Hurry up with that, William. We are learning more and more, though, about the great toll on our kids. And I'm bringing this up now because I believe that more than just being the truth tellers, we have to be the truth tellers, but also we have to do something. We have to, with speaking the truth, be involved and be involved in a way that is kind, straightforward, biblical, but we have to arm up. We have to put on the armor of God. Part of it is truth. That's only one part. We got to be about truth, but we need to pay attention to our kids. So this came out this morning in the New York Times, which once again, this the New York Times is a left-leaning newspaper. I think it's fair to say that. Far left, I would say, in some respects, especially anything that comes out of the editorial side. But they've come out with a few things recently um, that are really pushing changes, changes in the way we count coronavirus stats, which I think we really need to do. But I think what has been maybe the most encouraging is some of the things that are being written about kids and things that I think we knew, but something we have to do something about. Here's what it says. No way to grow up. And it's talking about a crisis. It says the toll. Children fell far behind in school during the first year of the pandemic, and they have not caught up. Among third through eighth graders, math and reading levels were all lower lower than normal this fall, according to a research group. The shortfalls were largest for black and Hispanic students, as well as students in schools with high poverty rates. And then a guy named Michael Petrelli is quoted as saying, He's from the Thomas B. Fordham Institute. We, ha- we haven't seen this kind of academic achievement crisis in living memory. My friends, it's bad out there, and we cannot be quiet about it. We have to be truthful about it, but it's not good. It is not good for our country. There's been some great stuff written recently about how we are lacking a direction for our country. That may be one of the reasons we have so much disunity in our country is because we don't know what direction to go, that we seem to be about left and right, but we're not about up and down. That's what Ronald Reagan used to say. Great quotes by Ronald Reagan. I like to, I like to you know, quote that one myself. You know, he said in his second inaugural, no, his second uh, acceptance speech, he might have said it in his second inaugural address. He said, well, we need to be a country that is more about up and down and not left and right. And what he meant was, is that can we come to a place where we can agree on what is better for the country? Not whether it is better for our side or for our politics, but what is better for the country? We need to be on that page. And as believers, I think we need to be on that page. Number one, because we want to be truth tellers. We want to, and the reason we want to be truth tellers is because we have the ultimate truth to say about Christ. And when we're saying things that, isn't, that aren't true, 
it does two things. It discredits us with our testimony about Christ. That's the most important. But secondly, it also hinders our ability to really help in some ways. Many Christians, go back to the article, many children and teenagers are experiencing mental health problems aggravated by the isolation and disruption of the pandemic. And it's pretty serious. Dramatic increases, it says, in emergency department visits for all mental health emergencies. That's going on right now. How are your kids doing? How are your kids? How can we help your kids during this time? Are they in school? Have they stayed in school? Are they, they learning? I mean, there's, even a, there's a crisis of even wondering whether or not we should teach math and English or whether it's a whole different discussion about emotional learning versus uh, learning about reason. In the meantime of all this discussion, we have war building up, potentially, with China or Russia. Have you noticed that? We live in a, in a very difficult time. We need to rise up. And I don't mean militarily or like a coup. I mean to help make ourselves become truth tellers, to point people to what is right. And here's a way we can help kids. Suicide attempts have risen. It's risen slightly among adolescent boys and sharply among adolescent girls. That's incredible. Gun violence against children has increased. Gun violence with kids, it's a huge deal. We don't talk about it enough. One of the greatest ministries I've been able to be a part of is ministry to uh, groups that serve gang members, people coming out of gangs, people who are uh, wounded in gun battles. And I've learned some things. I've learned that that some gang activity, it can be detected as young as preschool. And the violent activities that our kids are doing to each other with guns starts at a very young age. The church needs to have a role in this, and the pandemic has made it worse. We need to be truth-tellers, and we need to be involved. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. You can join our conversation. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. And what we're talking about is being truth-tellers and having a New Year's resolution as Christians to be the truth-tellers and to be involved in the right areas, to really learn. That's something I'll talk about once in a while in our program this month is how we can better investigate different things so that we are the truth tellers. A few months ago, there was a posting on social media that a lot of people put out there. It came from, supposedly, from San Diego Children's Hospital. And it said that the Children's Hospital ICU was filled with kids suffering from vaccine injury. And the statement was supposedly made by a, a spokesperson for Children's Hospital, San Diego Radius Children's Hospital. And that was everywhere. I got that multiple times. And my email was all over my social media. And the whole thing was made up. There was nobody from the hospital saying that. There was nothing about that article that was true. And it hurt a lot of Christians who were posting that around. And it's an alarming story. If it is true, gosh, that's a huge deal. We should be talking about it. But it wasn't true. These things that we're seeing here in the meantime are true. Many schools have not returned to normal worsening learning loss and social isolation. This is from an article called No Way to Grow Up in the New York Times today. Is it normal where you are? I don't think it is, and it's hurting our kids. Behavioral problems have increased. Have you noticed that? Schools across the country, this article says, are seeing an uptick in disruptive behaviors 
Some are obvious and visible, like students trashing bathrooms, fighting over social media posts and running or running out of classrooms. Others are quieter calls for help, like students putting their head down and refusing to talk. And finally, it says the Omicron variant is now scrambling children's lives again. This is a serious deal. The past two years, according to this article, large parts of American society have decided that harming children was unavoidable due to COVID-19. And that, that might have been true, this article suggests, in 2020, but it's not true now. Later on, it says this, that we as a society have accepted more harm to children in exchange for less harm to adults. Is that what we're doing? My friends, we can't do that. There are lots of movements out there. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good about our kids in schools and COVID policies and different things. It's a lot more than catching a virus. It's a lot more than catching a virus that you might give to somebody else. It is time for us to write letters, nice letters, not rude, obnoxious letters, letters that are based on truth. It is time for us to show up at your school board meetings to write letters to local politicians, forget about the president, what's going on in Washington, except for maybe your your representative, but most of this is local. It's time for us to protect our kids. I think we need to do that. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number. 888-528-2557 is the number. I'll be right back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today, and I'll be with you for uh, the rest of the week and most of the month. And I thought as we started out our little time together this week, I want to challenge us. In a time when we are having New Year's resolutions, do you make them? Um, If you did, uh, how many days behind are you on your Bible reading already this year? It's the fourth, so you're probably two days behind already, statistically speaking. And uh, most people, they don't make it 12 days. I think 12 days is the longest most people make with their New Year's resolutions, and then they're out. They're they're just tossed aside. Back in the day when we were allowed to go to the gym, remember that? People would go to these places and exercise together. When you could do that, the gyms would be full the first couple months, first couple of weeks of January. But by the third week of January, they were back to where they were pre-Christmas. That's just kind of how we are as human beings. But I'm hoping that as believers, we take a look at where we've been the last couple of years and realize that there's some challenges. And, you know, and if you're saying, oh, that's not my problem, you know, it's all of our problems. And maybe you've been really good at it. Maybe you're, you've done super well with, uh, you know, with how to interact with different people. But we have a lot of work to do. Another article in the New York Times this morning was uh, by, actually it was last week, was by an evangelical scientist who's wondering what went wrong because she has such a hard time having conversations with Christians because they get nasty with her. So she is a climate change person, and I got some problems with a lot of this article in here, but uh, she is saying that the problem is that when somebody just calls me a whore and then I go to their profile online and it says they are about loving others and that they are so blessed, it is really discouraging. How many of us do that? The number here is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And one of the things that I'm challenging us to do, and I'll bring this up maybe in some different ways this month, is that we've got to get on the page of protecting our kids. I think it matters. 
It's not just our kids. We are supposed to be on the page of the poor, of the oppressed, of people who are disadvantaged. And we've got to be able to discern a lot of things. If we're going to talk about race relations, we can't just call everything CRT or not CRT and ignore real questions and real conversations and real work that needs to be done. We can't just say we want closed borders or we want to have open or we care about immigrants when both of those things have legitimate work that needs to be done, when we're, we're not caring about them from both directions in so many ways. See what I'm saying? I think, and all of this, and it, maybe it's kind of discouraging to you, but that's kind of what New Year is for. New Year's resolution, you can make a resolution anytime you want to, but we tend to take a look at New Year's. And we take a look at where we are. And we usually want to make a resolution that makes us better, right? Most of the time, if you've made a resolution, it's to lose weight or it's to stop smoking. I like to make that resolution every year. I'm not going to smoke this year. I like that one because I don't smoke now. And therefore, it's an easy one for me to keep. You see, that's the thing about setting goals for yourself. You need to set achievable goals. And that's one that's just very achievable for me. It's just not interesting to me to start. And uh, so I won't. A little joke there, but uh, some of you, you really are setting that goal for yourself. You're saying, I'm not going to smoke this year. Well, you got to, that's a great resolution. You got to do something, something truthful that's truthfully going to help you with that. When we set resolutions, it's always to better ourselves, right? We never set resolutions to harm ourselves. We never say, you know what, this year I'm going to put on 75 pounds. That's my goal. My goal is to put on 75 pounds and I'm going to write an article about every donut I eat this month. That sounds great to me, but it would be a bad thing to do. No one's resolving to do that. Nobody resolves, you know, you know what, this year I'm going to become an alcoholic. That's what I'm going to do this year. Uh, Forget dry January. What I'm going to do is uh, put myself in a hole. No, we don't do that. We resolve to do better. And I think as believers, this is the time. This year, an election year, a year when a lot of people are looking around for truth and they're not finding it. Can we together make sure that when people look around for truth that they come to us, that agree or disagree with maybe a a position we have on politics or what to do about something, that they come around to us for help. So if we decide to help kids, we decide to show up at a school board and we make a point Nobody's going to our Facebook and discrediting us because of a bunch of other things that we've had to say that aren't really true. We've got to be careful today. You know, one of the things that is true about the news media, another institution that very few people trust, it is very, people are just very distrustful of the news, uh, all of it, left and right, whatever position you have, just the fact that we have positions in the news is part of the problem. Just the fact that if I say Fox, CNN, MSNBC, NPR, I start naming them, you know exactly which ones lean left or right. And if they say, oh, no, we don't do that, you know that that's full, that's baloney. Of course they do. We all know. That has to change, but it's probably not changing. But we in the church can actually make an impact. It actually matters. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-LA-TALKS, T-A-L-K-S, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email now at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive, S-O-C-A-L-L-I-V-E. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. If you want to communicate with me that way. Are you feeling what I'm coming from this year? This, this Well, today, but for this year, that we want to be truth tellers. 
there was a article that somebody else sent me about the WHO. It's from CNBC, CNBC's website. It says the WHO is against boosters, say that we cannot boost ourselves out of the pandemic. And the truth is, is that the article does say that. But the way it was presented to me was this article is why we shouldn't get boosted and uh, even the WHO is against boosters. But that's not at all what the article was about. That is what the headline said. They changed the headline. I went back to it on CNBC, and now they've changed the headline so it's more accurate. But I think the original headline was there on purpose to uh, to deliberately be uh, confusing. All right. The original headline <clears throat> said, WHO says COVID booster programs will actually prolong pandemic. Now they've changed it to what the article really is more about. WHO says COVID booster programs limit vaccine supply for poor countries, and it could prolong the pandemic. What they're trying to say is, we have so much vaccine in our country, so much of the jab, to, and people aren't taking it. Why aren't we sending it to the poor countries, which is where these variants are developed? For these people who don't have any opportunity for it, why aren't we sending it over there? And if you really want to end the pandemic, well, why don't we try to vaccinate people who aren't getting vaccinated in other parts of the world? That's kind of the idea. We're not really following that. You know, today the president was urging all of us to get our booster shots and and uh, I know that you have different opinions on whether or not it should. point I'm trying to make here is that what's really true? And what I'm trying to say is when somebody sends you something, maybe you forwarded that article around. I saw it in a lot of different places on social media. COVID booster programs, WHO says, will prolong pandemic. And people are using it to, to refute what the president's saying or refute the idea that you should go get boosted. The problem is, is that that's not what the article actually means, that the article actually was very pro-vaccine uh, in that regard. But it got a lot of clicks and a lot more attention, which means they get a lot more advertising revenue because that's how this works. It's a money game, my friends. And the more clicks you get, the more money you can get from advertisers who advertise on your site. That's how it works. We need to be aware of that and go ahead and read the article. Go ahead and read what it says. If there, you know, there's some podcasts going around that are super interesting. Joe Rogan podcast. Some of you have listened to uh, his podcast and uh, uh, the doctor who was on there this week, uh, Dr. Uh, Robert uh, Malone. But did you also read the article in the Atlantic giving the opposite opinion? I'm not saying that one is right or the other, but if we are going to be truth tellers, we need to work hard to try to figure out what is true and that sometimes we don't know. And the reason why is not just so that we're right. The reason why, and it all comes down to this, your relationship with the people in your life who are not believers, that God has placed you in their their life as an ambassador of Christ. That's who we are as the church. We are ambassadors of Christ. We need to be the truth tellers, and we need to be disciplined in how we go about that. And when we're right about something, and it is frustrating, it's frustrating to be right, it's frustrating to know that you've actually researched something and that you're probably correct or that you have the proof and somebody else is saying the opposite. It's also frustrating to be wrong. When we are wrong, we just have to admit it. But when we are right, we need to graciously realize that that gives us credibility in the eyes of other people. The church needs to regain its credibility. All of our churches need to do that. We've lost some of it. And with a political season coming around and people on the left and right do this, we shouldn't have left and right churches the same way that we have left and right news media. And yet we do in so many cases. Maybe this is getting in the kitchen 
of a lot of us. It gets in mine. I struggle. I got opinions and I got a lot of things to say. And I, I fight against cynicism sometimes because I just watch the news and I go, okay, I pretty much took notes of the president's speech today. And went, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Why are you saying that? Why are you sitting in the uh, fake Oval Office? Why can't you just do it in the row? You know, I'm making those comments, but we can't do that. We have to be in relationship with people in our life and be the truth tellers so that we can do a good job there. Hey, everybody, thank you for joining our show today. I'm going to be back in the next hour. We'll talk a little bit about um, a few different things. The number here is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And we have a new email address. If you want to email me your thoughts or your comments or anything you'd like me to read, you can send it over to SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And I want to encourage you to go to the KKLA.com website and the KPRZ.com website if you are in San Diego, uh, or LA respectively. And uh, check it out. There's a whole lot of different ways that you can be connected with us there. I'm Scott Furrow. This is the Southern California Live show, and we're on every day from three to five. It is great to be with you, and I'll be back here in just a couple of moments. So do not go away. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.